Hello, I'm so excited to be here, everyone. This is an episode recorded live in Bruges of Where Work Meets Life, and I'm Dr. Laura. I'm here with Philip Van Houten mm -hmm. to do an episode on the generous work home, mm -hmm. boosting your well-being and productivity. Philip is a dear friend, mentor, thought leader mm -hmm. that I've known for many years now. We did an episode uh, back in July 14th that mm -hmm. launched on vitamin N, yep. the power of nature mm -hmm. for boosting your well-being and productivity. Mm -hmm. This episode is all about the generous work home and we're here live and I'd love if you could share a few more things about yourself, Philip. Sure. Well, um, I am a, an executive uh, that has been working in the IT industry for about four decades. First computers, then communications. and. Um, Throughout the years, I felt that it was not about technology push, about, uh, it was rather about making people productive in their work life. And I had the opportunity in large corporations to set up new environments where leadership, technology and space was reconfigured. And out of that came a lot of award-winning uh, experiences. So with COVID coming along, uh, I thought the time was right to apply all of these wonderful ideas into a more domestic setting that has now become a work and domestic setting. And that's the reason why I ventured in this uh, affair to upgrade uh, what is pretty much a standard uh, condo into something that people would love to work in and will enjoy. So that's uh, that. Wonderful. And yep. you did this along with your son, Jan. Tell us about that. Yes. I find that just so wonderful. Yes, uh, it's something you sort of uh, wish or dream about at a point in time in your life. Jan is a, uh, a very seasoned uh, product developer, designer, which is also very good at communicating what he does. And he was uh, facing in London, where he lives, the same challenges of being confined to his apartment, his condo there, as much as I had challenges with my office here nearby. And we decided to apply all these corporate, I would say, scientifically uh, underpinned things into a prototype of what is a work home. Okay, let's hear about this generous work home. It's really grounded in the fact that over the past years with COVID that a lot of people had to take stock of the way they work, the significance and importance of work, and then not just what those activities and rituals are, but also where to do it. Yeah, And there was, there's a lot to be done, uh, as highlighted in statistics from Leesman. Leesman, and this is early on, in the COVID uh, start, uh, basically heard people say that three out of four of them didn't want to go back to the office for various reasons, because they felt that it was not a healthy kind of environment, it was not sufficiently productive and so forth. Yeah? So a lot of people said, hey, pff, wouldn't mind working from home a bit more. But unfortunately, uh, almost like more than half of the people didn't have any closed private space to work from from home and therefore although they said it was more productive than working in the old office uh, they also were lacking so what we basically said is um, this is this is an opportunity to take all the know-how that has been used in the better places and to apply them to what we call a work home yeah now just to highlight how tough things are this is for office environments you see the ratings on the scale of 100 on the satisfaction that has to do with temperature control only 33 on, the, on a scale of 100 
noise levels, uh, the lowest uh, of all, 32, air quality, lighting and so forth. So it's actually pretty sad to see that the vast majority of the offices are lacking fundamentally on what I call well-being essentials. If the question is then, what are we doing with this proof of concept? We are basically experimenting. It's like a bit of a laboratory kind of environment, if you want, where we are pioneering uh, on coming up with places and infrastructure and technology that is trying to do the very best to allow people to work very uh, healthy. And why we're doing this, our ambition is quite simple. We have this belief that people have tremendous potential, but that is being held back by the conditions that they are working in. Yeah? And of course, the question is then, what does that entail? Well, it entails three things. First of all, it's the habits and the rituals of working number one. And I've come to learn that with various experiments, uh, wrote the Smarter Working Manifesto about some of these things uh, back uh, almost 10 years ago. The second thing is the spaces that we actually do these rituals in. And then the third thing not to forget is where is the location of that particular place? Yeah? If you're in an urban jungle, it's a very different setting from being close to a park or a, a waterway or something like that. Yeah? So uh, on rituals then, if we just quickly stress what those are, we distilled knowledge worker activities into three categories. There is the category of authoring, where the individual on his own is basically producing something of value add. This could be, I'm making a product design, I'm writing a piece of code, I'm writing a song, I'm composing something, I'm reviewing the performance of an individual. And that is something that you do on your own in well-conditioned kind of environments. Then, once you've done that, well, you have to share it with your internal or external customer. And you've got to be very powerful and impactful on communicating these things, especially when you have to do that remote, yeah? And then once that is done, of course, you start to collaborate with people. Meetings is a word that people don't like anymore. I use interacting more, more than meetings these days. But doing all these things, especially when you have to do them remotely or in a distributed sense, can be extremely tiring. Now, that's the reason why energizing is so important. It used to be like an afterthought back a, a decade ago, but now making sure that you are energized when the workday starts and that you can refill your battery during the day is becoming uh, very, very important. That's the reason why it's actually number one now for more companies. So therefore, you have it energizing, altering, sharing and interacting, which is easy. So what we've done, we, we tried to enumerate the typical activities that people do for energizing. It could be anything from, um, I'm going for a walk or I'm um, having a little power nap. For that, you need some tools, and then you have the kind of well-being essentials that go with it, the kind of conditions and environments. We did that for altering, yeah. We did that for sharing. We did that for interacting, yeah. And then we said, fine, knowing now what people need for types of activities, let's now put this into a cohesive framework that is our blueprint for creating spaces. So what it has is everything that we do is totally guided by what knowledge work activities people are doing. Then the two big elements in the mix are nature and how we use it, protect it and uh, keep it. And then the well-being aspects. And we've distilled that all into six essentials that have to do with air, temperature, sound, uh, also movement and the materials that are being used with that, of course, and light. So yeah. a lot of work went into this, a lot of um looking at the data. So how much evidence do you pull from to understand all of these elements, Philip? 
I'm known as, known as a curious curator. I don't reinvent wheels, yes? So for instance, if you take Terrapin, yeah? Terrapin uh, is from William Browning. He produced a fantastic document on the 14 patterns of nature, which is like a cookbook on how nature uh, needs to come into your life, your working life. So we basically looked at what he is providing and then simplify that down to what a person can understand in, 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 in not too much time. In the same way, on the well-being aspects, there is the Well-Building Institute uh, that comes from uh, the United States that has in large detail been uh, providing the recommendations for how human beings and their medical subsystems need to be satisfied. So we basically took all these things and distilled it down, we dumped it down, if you want to know it, to something that can be understood not just by corporate, large corporations, but a small business with five people that cannot pay an expensive consultant to do these things. So we basically can it all down to that. So it's only one page that has all the inspiration. We can now show how this is being applied. What we're here in is a condo, yeah, a standard condo where we have basically provided a substantial upgrade, uh, but we are also thinking about providing these things outdoors, for instance, in your garden in a turnkey kind of solution. Yeah? But let's first concentrate on uh, where all the experimentation has been done. And that's going to be in the studio that we're going to walk to now. Can you tell us more about who might live in a place like this? Yeah, interesting. Well, the, there's two, there's a couple of parts to it. Number one is, it's got to be in the right place. And when we discovered this place here, we were pretty amazed by the nice views on the third floor that we had on plenty of green and blue and then the beautiful kind of landscape of the city on the other side. So we were sold that this place already came in a surround where a lot of the natural ingredients were going to be available. To answer your question as to who would be interested in it, we've worked on the assumption on the case study whereby there would be a team of two professionals that would be working here part-time, if not full-time, if uh, circumstances dictated, so that people could have like two dedicated work areas. And we took one of the bedrooms and converted it into a studio. And then the annex to the living room was turned into a flexible space that can also serve as a studio. Yeah? And then what we looked at, we looked at all the essentials and we looked at what was already available and then the things we had to upgrade. And it was actually a massive upgrade program that we had to do on a lot of these essentials that will come clear by the time we visit them. Yeah? Awesome. Okay, Sounds good. good. Let's get going. Up to the studio. All right. Good. Now, when we're in here, you have a little halo effect. This is the only part of the condo that has not been treated from an acoustics point of view. So they can see the contrast. It's harsh substances which are reflecting. Let's come on to the bed, please. Exactly, exactly. We don't have to knock on this door here because there is a little presence indicator that says it's green. Green means that it's available for you to use. So let's go in. Here you go. Awesome, okay. This is so neat. Wow. Look at this. What's this room all about? Uh, well, this is the well-being work studio. The internal space is less than 10 square meters. Yeah. And we done a full refurb of it to make sure that it does everything that we want to do. You hear the door? When you hear the door, this means it's completely isolating itself. There is no audio leaks or anything else. So nobody hears what we're talking about. Yeah. And we cannot hear what's happening outside either. Yeah. Yeah, it's very 
peaceful, but I hear sounds of nature. Yes, in here. Um, you are hearing the sounds of a forest at this very moment. It's a biophilic sound, which has no repetition or pattern in it. So it's not uh, twice the same bird that you're hearing chirping. Um, and that puts people at ease. Uh, what human beings and animals need is the sounds of water, wind and birds. If they hear these things, they relax. The birds are gone, then there is a earthquake that's going to be arriving anytime soon. So therefore, for people in general, as a background setting, biophilic sounds are ideal. Beautiful. Can and I have a seat? You're going to have a seat there. This looks oh. comfortable, Philip. Yes. Well, you know what? Uh, actually, that's where I start my day. Oh, okay. Yeah. So when I get up, typically six o'clock or something like that, the first thing is to get positioned as to what the day is asking you. Um, what kind of things you're going to do? Are you well prepared? Anything else that happened overnight that is coming to you that you need to take care of? So I take like 20 minutes and I do that in my comfy snug area where you're now seated. Yeah? And um, once that is done, I make a few annotations and things like that. But I'm actually heading out pretty fast after that because I typically have my early morning bike ride, which um, is inspiring in its own right and basically um, gets everything very clear for the day and fully energized. When I come back, uh, breakfast, a little grooming and things like that. And then um, it's like, let's uh, work on something. Like I need to finish a, a report and I, I prefer to stand, uh, Laura. Uh, I think sitting, I try to avoid like the plague because most people are doing that. It's not very good. Why? Because if you are um, sitting, your heartbeat goes very low and it doesn't provide enough oxygen to the brain to work, right? So therefore, anything that you can do to stand and move is vital. So this is then the cockpit. I can finish off a presentation for the purpose of this visit, uh, or I can do a quick uh, uh, audio recording here. I can pull in this uh, microphone and I can do a podcast recording. Um, so that's all me doing my personal authoring activities, relaxed before my bike ride, then producing the actual outcome. And then when that is done, I would typically take a mid-morning break. Uh, I either go uh, outdoors, which you're going to do in a minute, or I um, go for a little walk in Bruges uh, with uh, Rosemary for, uh, for about uh, half an hour. And when I'm back, I could very well have a presentation, so I'm fully energized again. And I do my presentation here on this screen. Yeah? So the presentation is visible, of course, on my cockpit. But then I do a presentation to people, uh, pretty much like a weatherman. Right? Yeah. So, of course, I have a remote control, I can flick the slides and people do that. I keep my presentation short these days, attention spans are, uh, are declining as we very well know. So by the time the presentation is done and people see me moving and gesturing like somebody is doing a keynote presentation, yeah, mm -hmm. they, they like that kind of energy, they are invited most probably in that way also to stand up rather than to sit down and listen to me. And when that is done, there's often questions and things like that. You need to clarify things and we get into the interact mode. When we're in the interact mode, I don't look at the screen anymore at the people. I now turn to this screen here. And this screen by that time has the participants uh, to the call. And uh, we're going to have some discussions, which I can clarify by going back to the slides. Or alternatively, I can actually use my Logitech Scribe. And this is a camera, which is looking at a vanilla analog board where I can write things. And even as I write, this camera is sort of virtually looking through my arm or through my body so that I don't obstruct anything. So it basically takes a camera picture of this yeah, and provides it as an input to discuss. 
So what we're saying is that the, the rituals that have to do with altering, presenting or sharing and interacting can be fully accommodated. I would love to do a keynote presentation in this space. <laughs> this would be just perfect. Nature and yeah. the right lighting and yeah. stand. I love standing. I'm a huge fan of sit-stand yeah. desks. Yeah, and exactly. This is just a dream office for yeah. someone like me. And yeah. mine is needing an upgrade to some of these concepts, I think. Yeah, well, first of all, I would have changed the, the easy setting here on the wall because I was still in snug mode in terms of lighting and a few other things but i can put it here on red and when it's on red it actually goes into studio lighting mode because now you're not going to see any shadows or things like that it's fully illuminated it might be a bit artificial for people which are not used to kind of studio environments but studio environments are often very um, very sterile. I mean, typically there is no windows in them. The same thing goes for a podcasting studio here. We have the benefit of this kind of cabin in the woods kind of experience combined with nature begging to you indoors and outdoors at the same time. Yeah. So that's the, the nice combo of these two things. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, what I'm noticing is there's not much clutter. Where are all, all the wires going here? Because I imagine there's quite a few. Oh, unless you want to crawl under the desk where the desk is up. If you have a look here, uh, we did a lot of work to hide all of the cabling. I mean, wow. cabling equals clutter for a lot of people. So therefore, anything you can do to remove all of that cabling is very important. So it's hidden in the walls. Yeah. Uh, keep also in mind that cables are still important. The transmission quality of things over wires is still superior to what you use over Wi-Fi and so forth. Yeah? Let me explain to you on some of the basic infrastructures for the essentials. Yeah? Sound, you need to follow the ABC of acoustics. And the ABC stands for absorption, blocking, and cover. Let's start with B, blocking. We need to make sure that any sound from outside this room, in the house or outside the room, is avoided. That's the reason why we put an extra 10 centimeters of treatment on the walls around you to block that from happening. Yeah? The second thing you've got to do is make sure that you absorb uh, the sound and it doesn't reflect. What you do is, the first thing is, the purely rectangular shape of the room needs to be broken up. So you have this little like extending uh, wall over there that has almost like an earthy rock wall kind of intention. That is blocking that kind of reverberation. Yeah? Then you have the wall treatments that go with it, which also have absorption qualities. Uh, this uh, luminaire, as they call it, at the top is like an inverted drum, so that uh, picks up some vibrations too. Uh, if we continue with that particular theme, if you look at this uh, cupboard here, it has particular grooves into it which are capturing sounds too. And then last but not least, if you look at the blinds here, they have a certain textile curved feeling too. So all of that goes to create a warm kind of sound that is very hard to create straight from your computer gear. And in order to do that, we're using what professionals, artists, and uh, I would say... Uh, and podcasters like me. And <laughs> are all using. And then the other thing that's very important for us was a bit of a discovery, is the importance of light. Uh, human beings and animals are living by the cycle of uh, 24 hours with circadian light. Right. And the, the light intensity basically uh, wakes you up, makes you energetic to work. And therefore, the lighting that we have coming from this device here gets it to the right temperature. In that case, we're now looking at 4,400 
Kelvin, yeah, which is the ideal kind of stimulating light for doing a joint presentation or something like that. Yeah? So that's sort of in a, in a nutshell what we have in here. What, what we did forget is, no, we did it, is we had to put on the busy sign, but nobody is in here in any case, so nobody could have disturbed us. What we've done is, is also take care of home automation technologies to make sure that all the capacities of this place are presented in a simple, user-friendly way. So, in principle, if I would rent out this room for the morning for you whilst you're here on visiting, you would be very quickly familiar with how to call upon all of these facilities. Yeah? Wonderful. Fantastic. Good. Super. But we've been inside all the time. Yeah. And uh, as you know, movement and things like that are very important. That's the reason why, if it's not strictly required to be in front of computers, I prefer to go outdoors. Yeah. So why don't we do that? Wow, this is so beautiful out. I love this, not a desk. Not a desk, indeed, yes. Uh. So, as I said, standing is the default for me. For every one hour sitting, I stand three hours. Weather permitting, like today, uh, what beautiful place then to go really on this infinity view and be uh, in the top of the trees, right? You can also shorten the legs of these things and basically pull it in to where you're sitting in other places. Yes, sit yes. with it. Yeah. So this not a desk, it's yeah. really interesting yeah. actually. Yeah. I'd love you to share a little bit more about not a desk because yes. I ordered one to yeah. Canada, to okay. my office, yeah. or my my place yes. of living and working. Yeah. So actually the original model is here. This is uh, attached to the window uh, in the bedroom here, right? So basically it has a suction tap that goes into any kind of window and this slate where you uh, work on is attached to whatever height. I think it's, it's smashing because anybody that has one square meter could basically have a desk <laughs> with a view. Uh, and, and who has a home without windows? Everybody has a window, right? So th this is like a very active, energetic way of working. Right? This is the not-a-desk classic, I would call it, right? Oh, I can't wait to get my hands on it. Exactly. Mine. And then this one here is the uh, not-a-desk tripod. Uh, I've done some uh, presentations whilst being uh, on vacation. Uh, and I take this thing, I put it in a little bag, and uh, I can instantly work whatever I want. So I could write my next book in the forest somewhere. You can. In the mountains with something like this. Exactly. Because it folds up so small, right? And then if we would do that together, we would be walking our meetings. A walking meeting. A I love walking, walking meeting. meetings. Yes, written, written by, uh, by Martine Tevan, expert in this matter. Needs to be translated into English. Martina. She's working on it. I will Good. let you know when it's available. Good. And what you can see is that every room has its exterior equivalent. Yeah. So like for instance, this area here is for me, if I want to work, I would basically be stationing myself here. And if uh, Rosemary is with me, she would be undisturbed uh, on that side. And then here we have the domestic space, yeah. And then you see another thing from not a desk here, that's, uh, that's the director's chair, right? Oh, I love it. Exactly. So uh, here you have uh, active <laughs> seating and a little slate that's here. That's great, I love and, it. Uh, and again, I mean, just a very quiet uh, place here. It is so stimulating, so stimulating. Yeah. Um, and sometimes I have more birds in indoors with the biophilic sound than here. Forest bathing. Forest bathing, yes. Well, you asked me in the last uh, episode which kind of books that I would recommend. And forest bathing from Dr. Queen Lee 
is the definitive book on uh, how we need to go to forests and particularly for the fragrances uh, to enjoy uh, the walks out there. It's become an industry in its own right. Uh, a lot of what uh, Martin Devan is talking Beautiful. about in walking your meeting is grounded on some of these things. Yeah. Beautiful. So, uh, yeah. And there's another book I wanted to mention, which uh, I like, because you asked me the question, what kind of books do you like? You're, you're familiar with uh, David Hockney? David Hockney? I am not, but I will be. Well, um, it could be if you're in London on your next uh, stop that there might be some paintings from him to be seen. But he wrote this book whilst he was in France. Yeah? And I love the title. Spring cannot be... Cancelled. Cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Great. But you were looking already at that thing here, weren't you? Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. This is the Flex Studio, mm -hmm. right? So the Flex Studio is another 10 square meter space mm -hmm. uh, that has multiple purposes. The first thing it does is, in its default mode, it's part of the living room. Mm -hmm. But you can completely seal it off with a flexible wall, at which point in time it becomes a more casual uh, office. Uh, but we also can put in an inflated bed so that it becomes a bedroom if we have some visitors, right? And uh, let's have a look, right? Sure, that sounds great. Go inside. In here? Yeah, sure. Oh, this is so lovely. For those of you who are listening, definitely tune into the video because there is a piece of art in here that is stunning. You'll have to tell us about. Yeah, I, I can see that you're you're being pulled in yeah. by the artwork, right? <laughs> okay, good, super. Wow, wow, this piece of art, beautiful. So we're talking about the spring, right? And this is an art piece which is uh, showing uh, a bit of what Japan is like in springtime. Yeah, it's. Uh, blossoming flower tree and uh, it's it's absolutely wonderful and what goes with uh, with flowers uh, Laura scent so I smell a scent in the air I mm -hmm. love essential oils by the way mm -hmm. but what I'm smelling is something that is just beautiful it's almost like a citrus yes it's very calming yeah so what is it it's a citrus mix <laughs> and it's a little box uh, which is hidden behind uh, the chair out okay. there okay it's uh, there it's we an, go. Uh, it's an aira and an aira is from a company called prolitech and they um their business has for a long time been largely in commercial spaces oh, okay. where they do away with odors but they're now yeah. a, a big uh, global company which offers for commercial purposes uh, more than a hundred fragrances which are designed courtesy a uh, fragrance expert in uh, in switzerland if i recall well and um, i know them for a while and i've asked them to uh, recommend fragrances that go with each of the rituals yeah, so that's the one we currently have. Of course, it's very much on team because, I mean, looking at the flower is one thing, scenting the flower is something else. It may not be exactly the same flower that we're smelling. But um, welcome to the Easy Studio. Uh, what you don't want to have in a, in a studio setting which is close to an, uh, a living space is that it looks too much like an office. Right. Yeah, yeah so therefore what I did is I had an old, uh, I would say, glass kind of uh, table that I found a good purpose for. Yeah, uh, it's actually quite nice because when you get it into uh, bedroom mode, you basically don't hinder any of the infinity view with it. But this is an area where we can nicely uh, have a chat. We could have a podcast here too. 
Yeah. Um, and what do you see? Well, you see uh, consistent with the other uh, studio room is you have the same kind of um, acoustic light at the top. Um, there's actually extra perforation in the back. You have the air conditioning, of course. And then you have this uh, flexible wall, which has very good sound absorption in it. The wall itself uh, is, is about 10 centimeters thick, so it provides density for the blocking effect too. But uh, you are mesmerized by the, uh, by, the, by the artwork here. The artwork has de facto acoustic properties too, because it captures some of the sounds that therefore they cannot reflect. It's a bit like a library with the backs of, uh, of the books. So, would you, uh, what do you think? Next time around you want to be in this place to, uh, to, to come and work and live, most yeah, probably, right? Yeah, stay here and write my next book. <laughs> yes, exactly. This uh, a wall which I thought was going to be very delicate. It is not. I'm going to quickly show you how to, uh, how to basically put it open. Yes, okay. I'm not going to ask you to do it because it. Well, needs I need to... a workout. I can do it if you want. <laughs> well, maybe. Well, why don't you can be my assistant, <laughs> right? So here we are. Can I have a go? Um, well, you're going to do the second one. In a minute. Oh, yeah. okay. And then I'm going to push this aside. You got to watch your fingers. Here we go. That's number one. That's the parking space. You can see how fast it goes. Here we go. Now, take a seat over there and look at all the perspectives you have. Enjoy the fireplace. Oh my gosh. Oh, now we have the art I like. Made out of what? Paper, you said? It's uh, rice paper. It's beautiful. Yeah. And now this is all open. Yeah. Views are mega important for people. Yeah. This is incredible. And, all uh, I see is trees. And now you can imagine why, although I like this movable wall a lot, that default, I want it open, right? Because you have the fantastic view here. Also, in the scenario where one person is taking the primary studio, the other person is laughing because he says, well, I don't need to actually hide in this small reflexible room. This is gonna be my complete workspace for the day. So therefore, having a chat with some colleagues, rather than sitting in front of this camera, I'm basically gonna be sitting here in the sofa. And actually, Laura is visiting, so we're gonna have a call with a, with a joint customer. And we'll have a chat with the customer straight in the living room with the camera next to it. And uh, we, it's almost like we're, we're not feeling like we're working. We're sitting in a, in a very comfy, relaxed kind of environment, but we have all of the work equipment just stayed around us. Fire, very crucial for being, um, for people and for animals. Um, it's, um, I mean, how many offices have a fireplace? How come? How come that offices don't have fireplaces? They may have a kitchen of some kind, but a fireplace is what people want. What do you think? I think it is very intentional in every single element. Mm -hmm. uh, and I have lots more curiosity and, and questions about it. And one of my questions is, are there different levels that we could go with this for different budgets and, mm -hmm. and yeah. price? Because this is beautiful. I yeah, mean, this, but yeah. not everyone could afford to yep. do all of this. So how do you appeal to as many people as possible? Yeah, well, exactly. So um, let's start at the bottom, um, at the affordability level, I mean. The studio as we have it has a number of critical ingredients that people could uh, choose and make it into an upgrade. And therefore, we have an upgrade kit that we are working on that will give people, for a modest investment, 
the, the critical mass of the benefits. Yeah? And that could go into a person doing a renovation for uh, a, bed, a spare bedroom. Yeah? Um, it could go into a hotel that wants to repurpose bedrooms for that purpose. It could, it could go into heritage spaces that are underutilized and used in that kind of capacity. So uh, that, that's what we're doing. What we're also doing is we're working on a turnkey studio that people will be able to buy and place into their gardens. That will be therefore a work well studio outdoors. Yeah, in fact, I have a picture, let me show you. It's a, a high-grade CLT wood-based structure that will last decades and is most probably stronger than most of the houses that people are living in. So it's like a carbon copy, but not in the kind of square layout that we saw there, but more in an elongated kind of fashion. That's the one that should be available in a couple of months. And people will be able to configure that as they configure a car. That's going to be produced in a manufacturing hall. Yeah, and by the time it's finished, there will be uh, a truck standby to get it to your place and uh, give it a half a day or a day and it will be implemented uh, in the place that you've chosen in your garden. Yeah. Now, from there on, anything can happen, right? If you don't use it, you can put it on Airbnb and have somebody else rent this place for half a day and be happy with it. You can put a bunch of these things into an area and make it the next generation of co-working, but then not in the urban jungle, but somewhere in a place where nature is begging you for you to be as much outdoors and indoors. But the other thing that I haven't mentioned is the easy uh, rituals and spaces guide. That's, that, that was our original blueprint for doing this whole proof of concept that we feel that we can selectively uh, publish either on its own or in snackable formats uh, with videos like this or the equivalent where people can in a couple of minutes hear about an essential, a ritual and how they are best uh, performing uh, themselves in these places. So I, I think it's really clever, mm -hmm. innovative. I like that there's different elements people can integrate into their current scenario and I hope that they've learned a lot from this tour mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, in terms of whether it's the light. I think a lot of our light is, is not good for us. I think our air quality yeah. has a, a yeah. lot to yeah. be desired. Yeah. I think that the views that we choose, the nature that we have around us, the mm -hmm. sit-stand desk, I mean, that's a game changer in itself. If you could do one thing, I think the sit-stand desk would be a good starting point. So there's just, I like that there's so many small things that can make a big difference to our well-being yeah. at yeah. work. I'm just inspired to bring some upgrades to my yeah. home office in particular, yeah, yeah. but also yeah. my my other office. I think there's a lot that can be learned here mm -hmm. uh, to apply well, and make life and work exactly. better. That, like, that's the purpose. Thank you so much for this tour and being able to see this work home, this mm -hmm. generous work home. Mm -hmm. Yeah firsthand and I'm massively inspired today. Mm -hmm. I'm inspired to make small changes to my current workspaces. Mm -hmm. I'm inspired to make bigger changes mm -hmm. over time. Mm -hmm. And I hope that those who have viewed, hopefully by video this episode, are equally inspired to make small changes all the way to large changes in how they work and live. Mm -hmm. And I think that can make us better and, and well 
in our, our work and lives and help us to thrive. So thank you for all that you're doing for people, Philip. Well, it's my pleasure. My role is to be a catalyst and to get other people to be inspired to the extent that they can inspire others. And that's what your episodes are doing, right? Yeah. You're going and visiting us all and making sure that we have a larger audience to say to people, this is possible, this is important. Mm -hmm. Got to take it serious and hear it ends. Mm -hmm. So thank you for doing those. Thank you, Philip. <laughs> Stay well, my friends. Thank you. Enjoy the rest of the day in Bruges. Thank you. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Where Work Meets Life. If you enjoyed this content, please rate and review the podcast as that helps me get it out to more people. Visit my website at drlaura.live and sign up for my monthly e-newsletter full of tips and resources. Please engage with us on social media and check out the podcast summary for links to my psychology practices, Canada Career Counseling, Calgary Career Counseling, and Synthesis Psychology. Stay well.